reading this morning is in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter number 3, if you'll turn there with me. Ecclesiastes chapter number 3. Beginning there in verse 1. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. What profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he hath set the world in their heart, so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. I know that there is no good in them, but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life. And also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that men should fear before him. That which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been, and God requireth that which is past. And moreover, I saw under the sun the place of judgment. That wickedness was there, and the place of righteousness, that iniquity was there. I said in mine heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time there for every purpose and for every work. I said in mine heart concerning the estate of the sons of men that God might manifest them, and that they might see that they themselves are beasts. For that which befalleth the sons of men befalleth beasts. Even one thing befalleth them, as the one dieth, so dieth the other. Yea, they have all one breath, so that a man hath no preeminence above a beast, for all is vanity. All go unto one place, all are of the dust, and all turn to dust again. Who knoweth the spirit of man that goeth upward, and the spirit of the beast that goeth downward to the earth? Wherefore I perceive that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his own works, for that is his portion." For who shall bring him to see what shall be after him? I was thinking this morning that for the unregenerated man, or what we would refer to biblically as the natural man, you realize the natural man, the unregenerated man, has the wrong view of everything. He views life wrongly. He views the purpose of life wrongly. He views his own worth wrongly. He has a wrong view of that which is spiritual and that which is temporal, that which is eternal. But he has a wrong view of not just spiritual things, he has a wrong view of world things. He has a wrong view because he doesn't know how to view it. Think about what man 
thinks about. He has a wrong view of the world. He has a wrong view of the universe. And he simply thinks life is just existing. That man is just here to exist and that man lives for 75, 100 years. That he's, a, he's here just to exist. Reality, when he sees himself, he sees himself as nothing better than the beast of the field. He sees himself as nothing better than the wind and the rain. And my cycle will run its course and then one day I will return to dust. You realize that having the wrong view of the earth, the wrong view of life, gives you is the result rather of a perverted view of God. If I, view work, if I view the world wrongly, if I view spiritual things wrongly, if I view earthly things wrongly, it's because my view of God is wrong. How I view God is what determines what my perspective is on everything in this life. You realize that even the unregenerated man, the natural man, has a consciousness. He is aware. You realize a man cannot escape his own conscience. He cannot say, conscience, be gone. I don't want to think. I don't want to consider. He can't escape. But again, he can have a perverted thought. He can have thoughts that are wrong towards God, but his conscience is always there to remind him. We understand that even the natural man, the unregenerate man, not only does he have a wrong view of God, he has a wrong view towards the righteousness of God and wickedness. The natural man, before God opens his eyes, does not even realize he's a wicked person. It's a great thought this morning is to realize that the unregenerate man, the natural man, does not even know that he's truly wicked. He doesn't understand that righteousness is only found in Christ alone. Later on in this particular book, Solomon writes these words in chapter 7. He says, In the day of prosperity be joyful, but in the day of adversity consider. God also has set the one over against the other, to the end that man should find nothing after him. All things have I seen in the days of my vanity. There is a just man that perishes in his righteousness, and there is a wicked man that prolongeth his life in his wickedness. Be not righteous over much, neither make thyself over wise. Why shouldest thou destroy thyself? Be not over much wicked, neither be thou foolish. Why shouldest thou die before thy time? In this interesting view of the unregenerate man, Romans also teaches us, that God is without excuse. He does see the realities of creation. He sees reality all around him. But his problem is that he has a perverted view of God. Folks, what I want to think about today, and I know I'm being a little bit lengthy with this this morning, but I want us to think about the darkness that the unregenerate natural man is in today. That light that you and I so easily take for granted that light of the gospel that has illuminated our hearts i want you to remember what a great what a great gift that is and realize that the world that sits in darkness may we never become so hardened in our theology and so hardened in our doctrine that we have failed to apply that in the reality that there is a very very dark world that is all around us and when we see the world respond the way it responds, it's responding because it's a world that does not know God. So many things we take for granted. As we read forward in the coming weeks, we're going to see that Solomon is setting forth the great glory of Christ. It's all through these chapters. Folks, it is Christ alone that gives us the meaning of life. 
It's Christ alone. Without Christ, there would be no purpose in life. And we would also believe, I'm just here to exist, to live a few years, and then to die. But it is Christ who gives us our meaning and gives us our purpose. And because he's our purpose, we ought to proclaim him every day that we're given to live. So I hope that will encourage you this morning. Let's turn over to hymn.